Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports Radio News Update. Sad world from the world. Sad news from the world of baseball as Frank Robinson has passed away today at the age of 83. Frank was MLB's first black manager and is the only player to win the MVP award in both leagues. as a huge loss today, and we'll not talk to Gabe about that, who knew Frank personally from his days in Montreal. Also in baseball, the Phillies have landed all-star catcher JT Realmoto. We've been waiting for this one to happen. The Marlins, in return, get catcher Jorge Alfalo. Two pitching prospects and an international bonus spot as well. The NBA wheelings and dealings heating up today, guys. So much, so much things going on. My uh, fingers are burning on the keyboard. The Raptors are getting Marc Gasol in exchange for Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, C.J. Miles, and a 2024 second-round pick. Gasol is 34 years old, a three-time NBA All-Star, Defensive Player of the Year in 2013 in 53 games this year. He's averaging 15.7 points, 8.6 rebounds, 4.7 assists, and he's also almost a 34, a 35% three-point shooter as well. The Raptors sending Greg Monroe to Brooklyn, a small deal as well. This one's a little bit interesting. The Sixers have been the busiest team around the deadline. They've shipped guard Markel Fultz to Orlando. The Sixers are going to receive Jonathan Simmons, first-round pick, a second-round pick. Fultz was the number one overall pick in 2017 draft, and uh, just this just in, we haven't had any confirmations, but it looks like the Magic might flip Fultz too, so stay tuned. This trade deadline over at three officially, but deals can keep on rolling in. The Pelicans, they did nothing for AD, but they did trade forward Nikolai Mirotic to the Bucks. New Orleans going to receive Bucks big man Jason Smith, Pistons wingman Stanley Johnson, and four second round picks. Anthony Davis says he intends to play every single game, quote unquote, for New Orleans to end this season after not being traded today. And I'll tell you, Marenzi, not good stuff there. This guy could walk at the end of the year, and it looks like they're going to get nothing. So they should have taken that deal with the Lakers, but the Pelicans sleep at the switch. New York Knicks, no, they're releasing... Uh... He's uh, and what's up, Cam? He's under contract How you doing, buddy? for next. He's under contract for next contract. year as well. One more year, but it's yeah, gonna but be they'll, a they'll, sad they'll, they'll trade him in the off season. That. No, they'll, they'll, so. tra- they'll trade him in the off season. They have to hope, hope he doesn't so. break, break his leg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Excellent point. New York Knicks gonna release because now the Cantor. bidding. Now the bidding can get real, right? Like some yeah. teams were where hands were tied and stuff. Like a good example is let's just state Kawhi Leonard. Let's say Kawhi Leonard leaves Toronto, tells tells Toronto I'm leaving. Suddenly the Raptors, you know, and, and Gasol makes a lot of money. So suddenly Raptors yeah. have all this money. They could be in play, right? Like there'll be a lot more teams. The Pelicans just didn't want to be forced to inherit the Lakers. And even though it seemed like cosmetically a good deal, if you think about it, all they basically would have had the Laker team minus LeBron James. And yeah, that yeah. team kind of scrubs. That team yeah. kind of sucks. So, uh, no, excellent. Yeah, I can point. see, I can see where where they were thinking with that. But, anyways, continue. 
Yeah, you got it, buddy. We're not done yet. Ennis Cantor uh, going to be released from the Knicks. That, according to Wadge from ESPN, the Knicks also going to grant Wesley Matthews that buyout. And but they can't, uh, plan to keep uh, DeAndre Jordan. But Matthews, if he clears waivers, he'll be expected to sign with the Indiana Pacers. Gabe, I also got updated future odds in the NBA after the deadline. We got to go over this. Warriors, the favorite, two to five. Celtics, ten to one. Raptors, ten to one. Sixers, ten to one. Bucks, ten to one. Rockets are twelve to one. Thunder, sixteen. Nuggets, thirty. And the Jazz are four. 40 to 1 NBA sked tonight. We got six games. Craziness with the trade deadline. Uh, medium night tonight. Clippers at Indiana. Pacers minus 7, 216 there. Minnesota at Orlando. Magic minus 2, 215 and a half. Toronto and Atlanta. Raptors, eight and a half point road faves there, 234 and a half. A nice rivalry in the good old days. Not so much anymore, but Lakers and Boston. Celtics, eight and a half, 227. Memphis at Oklahoma City. Thunder, big favorites, minus 14, 213. And Portland hosting San Antonio. The Blazers, minus five and a half, 220. And we got some NFL news. Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray will attend the NFL Combine and his decision Shocker. to play in the NFL or NBA. Yeah, we don't know. It still looms. He's on the list of athletes that will attend February 26th. The ninth overall selection in the 2018 MLB draft by Oakland. And he won the Heisman Trophy with the Sooners yeah, this year. We'll see what combine. happens. He'll do the pro day thing. Yep. The kid's got everyone by the balls, essentially, right? The yeah, athletics like decision, already, buddy. The athletics already paid him, so it's not like they won't just wait. Like they'll be like, "Oh, great," but if he just shows up in June or something and says, "All right, I want to play baseball," they're not going to tell him to go screw off, and he knows it, and and he can sort of feel out the NFL about where he's going to go, right? But you know, I said it. Right? We talked about it, dude. Like, you know, he seems small to me, but teams are buying in, and it looks like he would they be are. a top ten pick. So. Doesn't yeah, matter we'll what, see what you are, I think. No, it doesn't. Well, he, he is small. Small quarterbacks have made it, but he's really small. And uh, interesting stuff, the Chiefs have told uh, star quarterback Pat Mahomes, please don't play any more pickup basketball. He had a video where it went viral there with uh, the Chiefs brass phone Mahomes' agent and said, no, 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 we don't want him playing any more hoops. But that's not in his contract. Mahomes threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns in a sophomore season with the Chiefs. Lots of action tonight, and we have a good leaderboard in golf right now, too. Dustin Johnson's only two shots off the pace. I'm Cam Stewart. We got so much to talk to about today. Big sports day here, NBA trade deadline, and a whole lot more. I'm Cam Stewart. He's Morenci. This is Red Heat and Rage. What a Thursday, everybody. Stay tuned. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions, Red Heat, Rage, or Radio. And just for the record, uh, gang, the levels seem to get lower and lower by the day. <laughs> but uh, that, that, that's another story. Uh, so, yeah, crank, crank it up, gang. Uh, yeah, cr- crank that up. Now, I know we got George. I think it's George in the studio, actually. So um, is George still there, actually, gang? Yeah, he is. Um, All right. Uh, so, yeah, maybe uh, as, as you know, we actually have our head tech guy uh, in the studio at time. Yeah, like basically, you know, the, the levels are way low, like whatever the music, the ins, the outs, specifically the music. The commercials are a little better, but we can barely hear the music, which causes us a problem when we're trying to go out to breaks because uh, I step over it all the time because I can't hear it. 
And if I crank everything up, then I get crazy-ass echoes. So uh, I'm glad our main man, George, he looks like John Lennon. He didn't have hey. the hat and the glasses. And I, I told him it's dangerous to walk the streets looking like John Lennon in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> didn't end well for him. No, it did not. No, it didn't. No, it did, 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 didn't end well for, for, for John. May he rest in peace. Um, I actually remember when it happened. Like uh, I remember like my mother started crying, and I was, came on the radio. Oh, a lot of uh, people crying. Yeah, of course, it was on Monday Night Football uh, later, uh, later in the day. So uh, speaking of passings, actually, uh, Frank Robinson, as Cam uh, alluded to, Frank Robinson passed away, 83 years old, first uh, African-American uh, manager in pro baseball, which is a pretty big thing. Like Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson is one thing, like, you know, broke the color barrier. But, you know, even now, you know what I mean? There's still that, you know, black coaches don't get a fair shake. And, there's not, you know, there's there's not a ton of them, actually. And to think about it, that this guy was a black manager in 1976, uh, you know, mid-'70s. And then, of course, I got to know him as he was the manager of the San Francisco Giants, the, the Baltimore Orioles, and uh, the Montreal Expos. And, uh, of course, as Cam alluded to, too, real badass. I mean, you know, you're the first black manager, but also, oh, yeah, you're also the only dude ever to win the most valuable player of both leagues. Like the American head. Uh, National League. Exactly. Hell, hell of a baseball player. And I got to know him. He was the uh, manager of the Montreal Expos, and I was doing a post-game show. So I spent uh, many, many, uh, many days and hours talking to Frank Robinson. We'll share some of the stories uh, that, that he shared uh, with us. Game time decisions continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions. Red Heat Parade to Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Jim Morancy. Alongside Cam Stewart. We're in uh, Manhattan uh, slash uh, Jersey right now, actually. Right on the side of the Hudson. On a, a pretty uh, pretty nice uh, afternoon, actually, uh, in New York uh, City. It's about 40 degrees uh, or so. Yesterday was actually like 62 uh, degrees. Uh, but it's cooled up uh, just a little bit. But... Uh, it's, it's much uh, much chillier where the Raging Redhead uh, Camp Stewart is in Toronto, home of the Raptors. We'll get into this Gasol talk a little bit. We'll see what Whale Capper thinks about some basketball uh, futures. And uh, we got the Daily Roto crew coming on a little bit later on. We'll talk to, about uh, tonight's uh, DFS, and we'll get into Frank Robinson passing away a little bit. I actually see it is trending on Twitter, at least New York trends. Um, yeah, a real legend, uh, Frank Robinson, and I've got I got a lot of crazy stories, man, about him, and a few actually that you know, I was thinking I might put in my book where I'm going to finish my book, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, you know, and I'm I'm not going to say that. <laughs> you know, there's some things, yeah. some things I left out. We'll put it this way: Frank Robinson introduced me to Bill Cosby. All right, yeah, that that's you know, <laughs> when I had Bill Cosby on Sports Rage, it was because of Frank Robinson. 
like Frank Robinson, like introduced me. Like for, he was like, yeah, yeah, like uh, hey yeah. Bill, like do the one-on-one interview with this guy type thing. So, anyways, I'll get to that later. Let's bring in Whale Capper, where the weather is a little bit warmer in uh, in Long Beach. Whale Capper, what's up, Whale Capper? How we doing, man? So uh, good stuff, Whale Capper. It's always a pleasure, yeah, man. Uh, so how does it feel? Um, I saw your name was linked uh, to the Pelicans, actually. LeBron wants to trade you from L.A., too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a mess. What a mess yeah. in L.A. Although Lonzo, Lonzo, you, Ball, you know. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo yeah. Ball. <coughs> Kyle Kuzma. <coughs> um, Brandon Ingram. And Whale Capper. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love New Orleans. Sign me up, man. Um, no, in, in seriousness, the uh, the Lakers, you know, they they did their best, uh, apparently. Um, and uh, it's pretty obvious that the Pelicans kind of, you know, either by, you know, having this plan all along or people kind of got in their ear, um, you know, have been convinced to wait until the offseason, which makes the most sense for them. I get that. Um, you know, I don't think that any offer that they were going to get at this trade deadline with kind of a week's to prepare after Anthony Davis made his statement, I want to get traded. Uh, I don't think it was going to be as good as what they can get if they can get a couple teams in a bidding war uh, this off season. And the Lakers never really exactly. had the pieces. You know, the Lakers never really had the parts that were going to make uh, any team especially satisfied. You, you know, the the Pelicans are in a dreadful situation. They're going to trade away a franchise piece, uh, you know, a, a, a top five player in the league, and there's like 0.0 evidence of that ever working out in the benefit of the team that is giving away the player. You almost always are getting back 30 cents on the dollar. And, um, you know, so I guess credit to them, you know, doing, doing their, doing their best to, to try to uh, get as many assets as possible. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're in a losing situation here, no matter what, as far as I can tell you. And, um, you know, and LeBron, man, he is striking out getting guys to, to LA with him, and I guess it's not a good look. Well, not look what he look. did before, though. Look what he does, Whale Capper. He alienates guys not on the good, team man. before. He bitches at them, sits uh, down on the bench. Like, who, who is this guy doing? Like, you know, do you, do you want to go play with a guy like that? You're losing, and he doesn't. Guy sits like ten feet away from you. Like, I'm but done think with, about this, it, guys. with his act. Think about it. Like, when when you're a Laker, all right, in the off season, all right, you're Brandon Ingram, you're you're Kyle Kuzma, you're Lonzo Ball. You're like, man. Man, we got LeBron James. That's awesome, man. You know what I mean? Like, wow, this is big league stuff now. This is real. And now imagine, like, you know, imagine, like, just a month ago or whatever, like, Brandon Ingram, hometown buddy, calls him. Yo, what's up, Brandon? What's going on, man? What's it like playing with LeBron, the king? You imagine what he would say. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun, right? Yeah, Yeah, he gives us dirty (laughs) looks. He doesn't talk to us. He wants to trade everybody. Uh, he never put the rumor out about um, about Walton wanting Walton gone, and as you know, I'm not going to blame LeBron for this, even though I sort of do with the Davis stuff because it was his jackass agent that came out and publicly did this, right? They didn't handle this well sure. at all, and they, well, they put they, themselves they in didn't this position. Have, yeah, they didn't have a choice though, right? Like they they were hail mary situation. They needed to get it done by this trade deadline. Yeah, they so they tried to they, they tried to force. Yeah, yeah, they tried to stronghold the Pelicans into this, right? right? Like, that's right. Without so, a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, they did. So it backfires. Uh, yeah. And the uh, thing backfires. is, though, they're so public about it. So the thing is, it adds up. They were so public about wanting Paul George. You know what I mean? They were pretty vocal a couple yeah. years ago about yeah. DeMar DeRozan. Oh, DeMar's from L.A. 
this big fantasy about Kawhi Leonard dreaming of playing with the Lakers. You think, dude, Kawhi Leonard has the ball in his hand more than Allen Iverson does now. He's like Kobe Bryant now, dude. He's totally different. He ain't playing on the yeah. same team with LeBron. They're the same no. player. No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're not. It's like Kawhi, it's about Kawhi. And it's the same thing. Like, you know, so they keep setting themselves up. And you remember, it was crazy. Remember Magic Johnson said last year, if I can't get big names to come here next year, I'll quit and step down. <laughs> remember he said that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean uh they uh they didn't really you know, they didn't really stock the assets the way as well as they could have. Um, you know, Lonzo Ball probably being the key misstep. If they had had a player like Jason reach. Tatum. Yeah. Yeah, if they yeah, if they even had De'Aaron Fox. Ball, yeah, right. Even De- yes, yeah. If, great call, great call. If they had had had, had someone in that with number two pick that year in what was a pretty stacked draft, if they had grabbed someone with that two pick that they could have had a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more of a shiny piece to be the, the center point of the trade so that the yeah. Pelicans ownership could go to their fan base and like, look, Hey, look, we got a budding young star. Like this isn't the end of the world, you know, like definitely renew your tickets for next year. Like, you know, if they had gotten somebody of that, clearly caliber, didn't I think, think Lonzo ball was that guy. No, and who would? Who would? Yeah. What have we seen from Lonzo Ball? Like absolutely yeah. nothing. I mean, I think I think I know. of the guys. Second were, overall yeah, pick though in the draft, were, right last year, and right. they're like, nah. Oh, like yeah. nobody. Every time the Lakers want to do a deal, they're always and Lonzo Ball, and other teams are like, no, 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 no. Like we're not taking Ball, and Ingram is starting to freak people out a little bit. I wonder about yeah. Ingram. Like is Ingram? I mean, people thought of Ingram as a potential, like, megastar, you know, next Kevin Durant. There was a little bit of a project uh, in him, but the development, the next step hasn't really been there. Yet I wonder. I mean, the Lakers really are a dysfunctional team to be around, right? I can't imagine their practices are the healthiest and just the atmosphere is the best around them. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe he is better somewhere else, but, you know, I don't Yeah, it's... I don't. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. To be honest with you. Well, one of two things happens at this point, right? And I mean, it could. It, it could. It all kind of starts tonight, right? They're in the Garden. They're in. They're in Boston. You know, clearly Danny Ainge was sort of the key power player on the other side of this Anthony Davis trade that prevented it from going down, right? Like he, you know, he was out there, you know, specifically pushing the guys in his, yeah, you know, in his. Which circle means now Jason Tatum has this hanging over his head. Now yeah, Tatum oh, yeah. has this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. And, oh, by the way, every other major player in the in the Eastern Conference just made a substantial improvement to their roster. At Phil- the trade Philadelphia? The Celtics did nothing. Whale, Whale Capper? How's nothing. Philadelphia doing? Tobias Harris? Like, are you kidding Tobias, me? Yeah, like, great. Yeah, that was great move. Know, they, the, Great move for them. They're going to have an offense that is going to keep them in games against some of the other teams in this league now. Uh, and uh, and Toronto bringing in Gasol is a nice piece. You know, I think I think uh, and, and the Bucks getting uh, the Bucks getting Miritich. If Miritich is healthy in April, Bucks are going to be an absolute handful. Like that guy can ball. And I, you know, it's Celtics. Meanwhile, you've kind of completely stirred up the chemistry of a locker room that was already volatile because you introduced Kyrie Irving and Hayward back into the mix this year after you have all these young guys take them to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and it's been an it's been a very you know 
I guess you have to say an impressive job by Brad Stevens getting those guys to play together to this point. But now what happens if it all kind of falls apart? I could definitely see it. And I think it all starts tonight. You know, does LeBron take this out on the Celtics? Does he get, you know, go nuclear on this team as some sort of revenge? And then do the Celtics respond knowing that their time might be over? All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll talk about tonight's NBA games on the other side of the break with Whale Capper. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports on Radio Network. Uh, Gabriel Morenzi throwing it down with Cam Stewart. Whale Capper uh, with us uh, right now for uh, another segment. So let's jump in and uh, we've talked football throughout the football season now with Whale Capper. Speaking of football, uh, Whale, are you going to uh, you going to be taking a look at this new Alliance uh, of American Football uh, League that kicks off this weekend? Oh, I'm already uh, I'm already ankle deep, buddy. Uh, Good. Uh, nice. <laughs> well, I didn't want to put Birmingham, you on the spot because I already have Birmingham, some picks Birmingham, too this yeah. week. Birmingham Iron Unders this year, man. They are going. They are. They have. They have an <laughs> offense that looks like they're going to be stuck in the mud. Uh, the defense-heavy team unders on the Birmingham Iron for me. Uh, give me some. Uh, and and on the flip side, uh, give me some overs with the uh, the Orlando Apollos and the uh, the uh, the Arizona. Uh, Hot, hot shots. shots, hot shots, <laughs> the hot shots. Yeah, yeah, hot shots. No, no, They're the I, favorites. I'm, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they got the. They're uh, the they favorites the to win the league. Then. So is yeah. Birmingham yeah. Iron? They're going to be the how? worst team in the league. They're are they horrible? It, they're they're the last oh, pick yeah, on the yeah, board yeah. with Memphis ten to one. Oh yeah. All right. The, oh, the, oh, the, ro- the roster. Memphis's team is Singletary's team. They're probably a good underlook as well. Uh, but uh, the Iron looks like they had the worst roster, if you ask me. Uh, and. Um, the uh, old ball coach is coaching the, the Orlando Apollos. Steve yeah. Spurrier. How about that? Uh, how the mighty have fallen. My goodness. Uh, but gonna, yeah, well, no, he's doing I, it I for fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, we'll get the picks, but I'm looking at the Atlanta Legends plus the five points at Orlando. Uh, Aaron Murray's the quarterback, former Georgia Bulldogs. Pretty good quarterback, actually. Yeah, he Michael is. Vick. He's, he is good. Michael like Vick it. is the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Legends. Um, I think that I don't like Garrett Gilbert all that much a quarterback for Orlando. And I think Spurrier's offense will be tricky to learn out of the gate. Um, you know, plus five points in an Ooh, inaugural game. Call. Yeah, plus five yeah. points in an inaugural game. Um, you know, the San Diego fleet, they really seem to be the ones that the odds makers, they're down in a 10-to-1 range as well. They're going into San Antonio in the Alamo Dome. San Antonio don't have any other football teams and stuff. They'll they'll be more into this. Like the crowd's mm-hmm. going to be raucous. 
Dustin Vaughn, former um, West Texas uh, A&M quarterback. Uh, he was on the Dallas Cowboys roster for a couple of years, actually. Uh, he's the quarterback there. And, um, you know, Daryl Moose Johnson, former uh, Cowboy, he's the general manager. They, they look like they've got a decent thing going in San Antonio, actually. Mike Riley is the coach camp. Oregon State, Mike Riley. Yeah, uh, I've always CFL. liked Mike Riley. Good guy. He's coached in every league now, almost. Yeah, <laughs> CFL, uh, college, NFL, uh, AAF. Uh, as Will Capper mentioned, a Memphis uh, Express and the Birmingham Iron. I think Memphis plus the points are worth a look in that game. And then we got the Hot Shots only laying three and a half points uh, on Sunday Night Football. So, yeah, I'll be betting all these games. You know, we'll take baby steps out of the gate, but as it continues, hopefully we can get uh, more knowledge and uh, depth about the league. Yeah, let's see. uh, What are some of the wrinkles that come into handicapping the point spread? There's no extra points, right? You have to go for two? You have to go for two. Yeah, there's Um, no kickoff. That's about it. No kickoff. That's the only two major ones? Okay. There's field goals. You know what I mean? You you kick field goals. Yeah, there are kickers on these rosters, I saw. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, yeah, you got to go for two every time. I believe the, the play clock is 35 seconds instead of 40. Okay, um, so a little higher pace. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, a little, little quicker pace, exactly. But not, you know, they, they need time to let those fat guys get back to the line and stuff, right? Oh, sure. I can't imagine these are the, the world's best athletes out there. That's for sure. The uh, only gimmick, definitely going to be interesting. I was going to say, the only gimmick really is there's no um, – since there's no uh, there's no kickoffs, there's no uh, onside kick like late in the game if you're desperate. Mm. So they have like a fourth and death type of deal where you get the ball at fourth and ten on your own twenty five yard line, and if you get the first down, the drive continues. Mm. So that's what they replaced. Yeah, you it looks like ties are in play too. <laughs> it looks like there's definitely a high likelihood of ties uh, if it goes to overtime. Uh, they just each team gets four downs at the ten yard line to score a touchdown. At the ten yard line, if, huh? Yeah, high school high school rules. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, no. Let's talk NBA, man. NBA is worth popping right now. It's uh, all right. You know, it's, so you know, tonight, you know, don't. Yeah, yeah. The uh, we were talking a little bit about the uh, the Lakers. So well, yeah. Well, LeBron uh, they lost by forty two the other night. How do they respond? All the all the kids now know they didn't get dealt. It is what it is. They gotta suck it up. You're in the NBA. It's a business. I understand their frustration just because LeBron's such a dick. But uh, <laughs> let's just call it up for what it is. You know what I mean? But of course. You know I understand, but at the same point in time, it's like, listen, kid. Like if I was their agent or whatever, I'd say, listen, you're on the LA Lakers. You're in the NBA. We'll get you out of here in the summer or whatever. You know what I mean? Just shut up and go play. But how, how do you think they respond? And listen, Boston have actually quietly won five games in a row in 10 of the last 11, to be honest. Yeah, they've had a little bit of an easy stretch on their schedule. Uh, they have, you know, I, I give them credit, kind of more, more credit at least, uh, sort of the December time window. They were playing against some better teams, and they were performing pretty well. Uh, lately, they've just been beating up on some of the cellar dwellers, some of the tanking teams. And I think, uh, I, I, I legitimately think that uh, – LeBron props are worth an over overs on LeBron props are worth a look tonight. Um, he's we so know he kind off, of had, right? yeah. he, Oh yeah. Not just, not just cause of being pissed, but like 
I mean, LeBron in the garden, like he loves to hang one on the, uh, on the Celtics crowd. There's nothing that makes him happier. Yeah, he doesn't like uh, it. He does not. Yeah. No, he has a specific, he has a specific spot in his heart where he likes to bury these guys in Boston. So um, it'll be interesting. And plus, to see. And, let us know, be real too. Yeah. Everyone, no one wants to play with him. Whitlock's talking about how he's an only child. That's why he's a jerk. Uh, um, (laughs) You know, like his own team. Like, basically, he knows. I mean, look, the other night, the players only stuff on TNT, even they said, you know, LeBron's got to sort of stop, like, trying to dictate things and just let, let things ride a little bit. And... You know, that's not a good look for him. Coach Nick that I was with, Gala Respect, would had on the show the other day. He goes, man, that was high school Bush League stuff, him sitting on the bench there. It is a bounce back for him. I mean, he, he has been called out in the last day or two. And, you know, he's got thin skin and he thinks he's the king, right? He's royalty. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, uh, he, he, I'm sure he considers himself the greatest of all time. Uh, 26 and, uh, and a half yeah, points I, is his total. Oh, boy. That seems that seems very gettable. I mean, you know, the the risk is that he is not 100, percent you know, game shape from uh, from his groin injury. But uh, I think uh, I think he's had this one circled, uh, and I think the the events of the last 48 or so hours would probably expect to see his A plus 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 level of effort uh, for four quarters here. Even if the uh, Lakers are getting beat in this game, I would expect LeBron to. Uh, to show out and, and put a uh, an exclamation point on this, and, and you know, and what, what do we talk about if we're talking about the Celtics from a weakness? They have amazing team defense, but they do not have a stopper for LeBron. And you know, as we went into this season, I was much much higher on the Raptors than most people because I was like, I'm looking at Kawhi Leonard and I'm looking at the you know the the defensive capability of the Celtics, and I'm like. Why are the Celtics favorite? Who in a seven-game series? Who is stopping Kawhi Leonard on that team? I, I just don't see it. They don't have the bodies. They don't have the strength. Uh, and uh, I think LeBron gets whatever he wants tonight. What do you think, Whale Capper? I was going to ask you about the interesting line movement here. Pacers opened at four, up to seven against the Clip joint, down to six. Nine. That's a lot of points. Like since Oladipo's been out, I know the Clip Clippers made a lot of moves and stuff, but laying seven with the Pacers at home—that's a recipe for disaster. You would think, uh, and I can't. I get what you're saying. Clippers have completely reshaped their roster. Uh, Tobias Harris is gone. I'm expecting Gallinari is still out with injury. Um, they're going to have a very, very lean team, uh, having just turned over a whole bunch of pieces. Uh, and I actually think if you look at how the clip, you know, how the uh, Pacers, um, you know, how they performed after the Oladipo injury, the first handful of games was a was a dumpster fire like it was it looked like they were like oh our season's over no motivation no energy nobody really knew their roles everybody was looking around at each other like are you going to be the offense tonight who's supposed to be the offense now that we don't have you know vo and then on the last two games of their road trip where they were trying to figure out their identity moving forward post oladipo uh they finally started putting things together uh, and then their first home game last, you know, last game, we were just talking about it, was the 43-point uh, victory over the Lakers. And so I think the role players for the Pacers have all kind of figured out exactly what they need to do to be complementary pieces. Uh, and uh, at home, especially the Pacers role players and, and the guys that are, you know, the guys that are uh, they're going to be counting on to fill up the score sheet, they play, they perform a lot better at home. Uh, and I think seven points is probably a bettable number on the Pacers in this spot. Uh, well, Capra, we've got about two minutes uh, left uh, with you. We'll let you get back to uh, 
monitoring uh, Californians' lives uh, after this. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, interesting game tonight, San Antonio Spurs and the Portland Trailblazers. Popovich waved the flag last night. Didn't play DeMar, didn't play LaMarcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan. Um, you know, got blasted uh, by by Golden State. I think it sucks. You know, they do that in the NBA so often. The old load management they call it this year. Instead, I just call it screwed the you know screw screw the fan management. But I, I get it because it's tonight's against the Blazers, and it could actually be tied with the Blazers later in the year for tiebreakers, etc. But I, a couple of stats that I see here in numbers: the Spurs are eight and one to the over in back to back games this year, and. Yeah. Popovich often doesn't play the starters in the first one, so it shows the, the fresh legs. You know, coming off a blowout, you know, DeRozan and Aldridge going to be pretty fresh tonight. Um, we saw Miami and uh, Portland real track meet the other night uh, in the Pacific Northwest. And this series also 8-2. and two, The last 10 times they played, these two teams have gone over the number. A lot of points on the board. The music's playing with 10 seconds, Well, Capper, over under in this game. I like the over. I got the over circled in this one, and uh, I think we see a pretty spectacular offensive showing from both teams. Whale Capper, find him on Twitter. Whale underscore Capper. We know you're a busy man, uh, Capper. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, buddy. Fuck guys. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, levels, uh, levels have been better, Yang. Thank you. Thank you, uh, George Yang. Thanks to, uh, thanks to uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah, love it. Need some auto parts. Hook up. Uh, look I at do. Our friends over at O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Yeah, I just bought a used car, so I, I wish there was an O'Reilly around here because I could really need uh, some uh, auto parts. Got a gas ga- gas gasket leak, Gabe. Not cheap. Don't want to call Uncle Sam for a loan, you know. I just I got a lot of a uh, lot of things happening. <laughs> Money hard problems. to come by these days. Yeah, yes, yes. You could you could say financially, yes. It's not going. Yeah, a lot, lot, lot of problems. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, so we mentioned earlier, uh, Frank Robinson uh, passes away at the age of uh, 83. First African American uh, manager in Major League Baseball, the only player to win the Most Valuable Player Award in both leagues. Correct. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty hardcore, and um, yeah. So he was, he was the, uh, he was with the Expos. I'm seeing a lot of pictures of him right now. A lot of younger shots of him, 1935 to 2019. So, first off, he had a hell of a run, right? I mean, look, he lived 83 years old. I'll take 83. Yeah, I, I hope I can make it to 83. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'll, I'll take it. You know, I wish I did a little long. Well, we'll see how I, what we feel at this point in time, but. Um, you know, I'll take it. So he had a hell of a run, ton of great major accomplishments. And, you know, somebody who was basically like, you know, 14, 15 years old when Jackie Robinson was doing what he's doing. So you know, sort of a direct benefactor of Jackie Robinson breaking through. And then just, you know, 
what an accomplishment, though, being being the, the most valuable player in both leagues. Never been done in the history of Major League Baseball before. They've been playing baseball a long time. Uh, first African-American manager. He was the manager of the Expos. When Major League Baseball... Uh, Major League Baseball took over ownership of the Expos for like the last two years type thing. And um, they made Frank Robinson a manager. Like, they hired him. Like, Montreal, no one in Montreal. Like, Major League Baseball was in control of the team. You know what I mean? Omar Minaya was the general manager, and Frank Robinson was the manager. So they, they got put in place, and I was covering the Expos. And, you know, Frank was a pretty surly guy. Like, you know, being real, like, he was very, he really didn't like a lot of people. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Like, he was very impatient, and, you know, he basically thought everyone was kind of an idiot because they didn't see what he seen. You know what I mean? Think, Cam. He grew up a black guy in 1935. You know, That's, he went yeah. through, and, he, you know, like a lot of crazy He lived a tougher stuff. world than a yeah, lot of people. he lived you know a tougher I mean? he world. To deal with real stuff. And then he became... He became sort of like a, you know, an iconic player as well. But he was kind of, he was also like, he didn't like the younger players either. Like, he thought that they were crap, you know what I mean? He didn't think that they knew the game. And, you know, so he really was one of these old, 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 old school type of dudes. But he asked, so basically, so you know, managers do like weekly radio shows. And what a weekly yep. radio show, really. It's They call in for 15 minutes, and they call a show, right? Like when, when, when DeMarco Murray was on the Dallas Cowboys, oh, in Vegas, the DeMarco Murray show. It was really somebody, Cofield was in Vegas on the air for 30 minutes, and he'd call in every week. But you're able to sell it as the DeMarco Murray show, et cetera. So same thing. So Frank Robinson. So they tell Frank Robinson, basically, listen, um, can you come on once a week? Every Friday morning on uh, on the afternoon show or the morning show, and basically, you know, take a couple of questions from fans, calls, and you know, stay on for like an hour. It was or stay on for like forty forty minutes, I think, type thing. And uh, he said, "Oh yeah, sure." And he goes, uh, "So they're like, so what do you want to do it?" And uh, he goes, "I want." And so this is at the time. This is like you know, twelve, ten, ten years ago. So TVs, TVs were more important then, basically. So he said, I want, I want a big screen TV. So they're like, okay. So behind the scenes, they're like, you know what? Whatever. He wants a big screen TV. You know, fine. Get in the big screen TV. So they get a big screen TV, and they deliver it to him. And he's like, what's this? And they're like, it's a big screen TV. And he goes, no, I want a big screen TV. Every week I come on. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love his negotiation. No, not one. Yeah, no, 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 really. Like, and, 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 like, they were like, what so are good. you, insane? You, and he goes, no, no, he, goes, he goes, I didn't ask you to do this. You're asking me. Yeah, exactly. And then he went into, he went into, F y'all. F y'all. I don't need this. <laughs> and then, like, right from the start camp. Like, that was his introduction to the official radio station. He basically told them to blow. Like, he basically told them to F off. <laughs> he basically said after, like, I don't even want to do it. So, I don't really care. Like, keep your TV. <laughs> like, he basically, you know. So, it was really funny. And I thought it was really funny. But they were like, man, this guy's a jerk, man. You know, in real life. So, I got along with him. Like, you know, for some reason, he liked me. So, 
I used to show up. I love my job and stuff. So basically, batting practice was at um, like at, at the the room would open at three o'clock to the to the report to the media. The stadium, like you can show up at about two thirty. You know what I mean? You could show up earlier, but generally, you know, you get there about two thirty. But basically, like at three o'clock, three o five every day. Frank Robinson would have a little, like, media meeting either in his office or by the batting cage. They'd have the batting cage up and stuff on the field. Yep. Yep. And I used to – plus I was poor, Cam, right? And I loved it. It was my first – you know, I was new in the media. I'm doing baseball. I'm like, this is – you know, I thought I had the greatest life, even though I was poor at the time, of course, right? So, um, so I used to show up early to eat, essentially, like to raid the press box. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I great spreads. Box. Great spread. Yeah, so I was like, You're like the well, Kazakhstan guys at Leaf Games yeah, stealing the, the Arkansas bars. <laughs> Seven a yeah, pop, the yeah. parkers are full. Dude, <laughs> I used to stuff like 60 little packs of that that Decker, Black and Decker cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. yeah. That's the Cracker amazing. Barrel. Good cheese. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cracker the, Barrel. The individual. Uh, steal crackers. crackers. Yeah. I'd stick up. potato chip bags in my bag. Oh, you yeah. name it, bro. Like, you're not I, supposed I, to I've done it. Pro, right? So I've, it's like, I've done it. We've all done it. And they used to like they used to sell in the press box like the meal, but it was only like four ninety nine or something. So I used to bring five bucks, and I'd, I'd spend you know get the nice meal, and then I just eat junk food all day for free and all night. <laughs> so I used to up. get there all the time, and I liked it. So I used to was always on time, dude. All right. So Frank liked it. Like Frank was like, man, you're man, you're consistent. Like he looked at me once. There I was, like every day type thing. Hey Frank. Hey coach. Hey Skip. And uh, so every day. So one day I'm late and stuff, all right? I get there at like 3.40 or something, and I walk on the field, but I'm not panicked I'm late. It's not even my job to be in the scrum. I just went there to get information. I was so gung-ho and, like, to be so prepared, you know, for the post-game show. I knew everything. Oh, I talked to the manager, and you know what I mean? So I walked in once at, like, 3.40, 3.45, and I see everyone. There's, like, media sitting around and everything. And they're sort of like, I don't know, what's going on with Frank and stuff? He he didn't do his he didn't do his scrum yet. He sees me, and he goes, "All right, now we can start." <laughs> That's amazing. And in front of it, then and in front of everyone, he goes, "Yo, man." He goes, what, what, "Why are you late?" He goes, "I notice you keep getting here later and later." He's like, "Do I need to find you?" <laughs> he starts like, <laughs> he's got a straight look on his face and stuff, right? He's like. He goes, man, you used to be so gung-ho, and, man, you were so on time. And Leah goes, now? He goes, I start to wonder about you. He goes, I'm really starting to wonder about you. And my mother, may she rest in peace, she went to Hong Kong, and she got me a fake Rolex cap. Okay? (laughs) So it said Rolex on it and everything. Oh, nice, nice. He thought you were a heavy hitter? (laughs) So I'm holding, like, the mic up, and he's, he's ribbing me about being late and stuff. And he sees on uh, my wrist, like, Rolex. And then he stops. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, he goes, let, let me see this. So <laughs> he goes, he goes, where'd you get a Rolex? You steal a Rolex? And he goes, let me see the Rolex. Right away, it's in his hand, right? Yeah. And right away, he's like, this ain't no Rolex. He's like, Rolex? This is going to burn my hand just touching it. He's like, what kind of chemicals is this? He's like, he's like, look, the gold's rubbing off. Like he starts like going into it and stuff. Amazing. And then Cam, he takes off his Rolex. Oh no! He puts it in my hand. <laughs> he goes, son, 
That's a that's he goes, a that's, he goes that's a real Rolex. Exactly. He goes this is a fake Rolex. And without missing a beep, Cam, you know what I said to him? The exact same thing you probably would have said. Can I have your Rolex? <laughs> <laughs> he told me cuz he told me try it on. He goes feel what a real Rolex feels like. So everyone's like kind of looking but not everyone's laughing because they don't really like me in the media. They're jealous that Frank likes me like this. You know yeah. what I mean? So he goes, try my Rolex on. So I put his Rolex on, and I'm like, oh, feels good, Frank. <laughs> I'm like, nice and light. I'm looking. I'm like, wow. And I'm like, can I keep it? And he's like, he's like, hell no, man. He's like, give me my watch back and stuff. So uh, I got along well with Frank Robinson. And there were people on my radio station. Now, listen. Frank did once fall asleep during a game, okay? It's going to happen, Cam. Yeah, but, you know, the guys, hey, baseball, was, baseball can get pretty slow, and he's older. He's 73, 74. Listen, I've seen Danny nod off for three seconds. You I don't I mean? fault him. I've seen guys sleep. That's fine. So, whatever. He closed his eyes for a few minutes, and it was always a brief, like, two-minute type thing, and the pitching coach sort of nudged him. You know what I mean? So, plus the team was crap. But, of course, like, a lot of kids on, on the radio, guys on the radio in Montreal, like, ripped them and stuff. Oh, he's falling asleep. He's a big jerk. They didn't like him because he, he was mean to everybody. And um, But he told me. He was like, you know, he goes, you know why I like you so much? He goes, he goes you say crazy things about our team on the radio. He goes, I hear what you say on the way home. But he goes, at least you got the guts to come into our clubhouse every day. And he exactly. goes, most, of, well most of your coworkers are cowards. And that's what he told me. He's like, that's most the of thing, your coworkers man. are cowards. He goes, they all run their mouth. They all say, they all talk shit. And he goes, I don't even know what some of them look like because they've never been here once. And he goes, at least you're here every day. <laughs> that's what he Excellent told me. point, Gabe. Excellent point. Same thing with me. When I did the Leafs show, I had to go in that room, and none of the players would talk to me afterwards because I was real. Then the jerk-off that I'm working with, this guy gets to do whatever, never shows up in the room. I had to get all the clips, and that's the difference, man. Nobody's going to want to talk to you when you do that. So I, I'm glad that Frank gave you respect because, man, it was hard. Why do you think I hung out with the goons in the fourth liners? They're the only guys who would talk. Good luck getting a quote from like a, a, a guy who's like a main guy in the team. They'll dart the other way, right? That's, that's cool that he gave you respect yeah. there and you showed up. That's old school. I like you know, I like me too. Well, Frank too. Frank no knew everybody, dude. Like it was pretty nuts. So like, he's from the Bay Area, you know. So he's like a, he's a legend, like San Francisco Giants and stuff, right? And of course, so he's a Bay Area. He's a, he was a Raider fan, and so not only is he like a Raider fan, but he was good friends with Al Davis. So basically, he starts telling me about how Al Davis, one of his best friends. <laughs> Amazing. Like, like I said, like Frank's a prickly guy. So, of course, his friend is Al Davis, right? You know what I mean? And, and exactly. Bill Cosby. Exactly. So, like, yeah. Weird so Frank's like, yeah. yeah. He's like, one of my best friends is Al Davis. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, wow. And he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, he goes, I was in the uh, the press box. Or he goes, I was in the owner suite for a Super Bowl once with him. Even. <laughs> That's how tight they were. And he was telling me about how he was there with James Garner of the Rockford Files. <laughs> Nice. Like, just, like, stories like that. He's like, yeah, yeah, it was me, Al Davis, and, uh, you know, the guy from the Rockford file, James Garner. He's like, James Garner is a big Raider fan. Uh, so I'll tell more about Frank. Uh, but So Frank Robinson was the one, too, when Michael Jordan started playing baseball. It was the same era then. And it was just me and Frank in a room. And he goes, you know why he's playing baseball, right? <laughs> and 
I'll share it on the other side. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Life doesn't get easier. Like somebody told me once, my uncle, who I don't talk to anymore, he said, you know, the best time of your life will be like between like 45 and 55. I don't know. Are, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's no, why you don't talk really to that guy. He doesn't, know what the, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. It's like that's everybody BS. dies. You start to have health issues. You have a midlife crisis. You have no savings. Yeah, oh, I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Life's great. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, it's like, exactly. Like, life somehow, it's just like there's more no, problems. Like, you know. My best I years, like were I, when I, was I had way less golf, golf course. My, yeah, yeah. Teen, teenagers, I was, I was cleaning I, rich guys' golf clubs. I had money. I didn't have to pay rent. You know, my parents would go away. We'd have parties at my house. People had sex. Those are the best years of your life. <laughs> Come on. I remember, <laughs> dude. Best, I was in eh? my mid twenties. I was in the bad homicide. I was living in these like sort of dumpy apartments and like places by the Olympic Stadium. I'd sometimes start drinking at like you know. One in the afternoon type thing. You're like I, I didn't like I had nowhere to go. You know what I'm saying? Like I had nothing to do and nowhere to go. You know, I'd have to go to a music rehearsal or I'd play a show every now and then. But for the most part, like about for two summers, Cam. And it's funny. At the time, I remember like I sort of hit rock bottom. I was like, all right, bro. Like you're full out, just sort of. You know, this is bad. You know what I mean? Like your life is out of control. You know what I mean? You're barred from, like, you know, every bar in the city. You're, you're persona non You know what I mean? Like, I was a nutshell. I was, like, sort of like a Sid Vicious type. I was just like a mini hurricane everywhere I went. And at the time, I, you know, after, I was like, wow, man, that was, that was a pretty crazy couple of years of my life. And now it's funny. I think back to those days, and I'm like, you know, it wasn't that bad. Like, I used to wake up. My biggest problem was, like, oh. I only have 40 bucks to go to happy hour with. I'd <laughs> go sit yeah. on patios. Like you said, I got laid like four times a week. Like every night I had a new chick. You know what I mean? Like it was actually like, yeah, I was like, oh, that, that was really a crap life. And now and the bottom like emails, line is, phone calls, yeah. payments. You're still getting this, yeah. that. Still, like I feel like. You still that. go to the bar. You still go to the bar and get yelled at. So what's changed? Yeah, exactly. And now I don't get laid. So it's like. Yeah, an old lady, uh, I'll, I'll tell on the other side, an old lady in the hospital. When I broke my foot, I was in like the old people's broken bone. Some lady told me, you know what, when you get older, things only get worse. And she took a drink from a flask. <laughs> 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You got it, Yang. I got your news, buddy. The NBA wheeling and dealings big time today. The trade deadline over, but lots of big moves. The Toronto Raptors getting involved today, getting Marc Gasol in exchange for Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, C.J. Miles in his pajamas, and a 2024 second-round draft pick. That Raptors defense now legit. Gasol, 34 years old, a three-time NBA All-Star Defensive Player of the Year in 2012-13, and in 53 games this year, averaging 15.7 points, 8.6 boards, and 4.7 assists, also 34.4% from three-point land. The Raptors sending Greg Monroe to Brooklyn as well. The Sixers have been the busiest team around the deadline. They got Tobias Harris the other day. Today they ship guard Markel Fultz to the Orlando Magic. The Sixers receiving Jonathan Simmons, a first round pick and a second round pick. Fultz was the first overall pick in the 2017 NBA draft. The Pelicans didn't trade AD, but they've traded forward Nikola Mirotic to the Bucks. Good move for Milwaukee there. New Orleans going to get big man Jason Smith, Stanley Johnson, and four second round picks. Anthony Davis not dealt. He says he intends to play every game for New Orleans this season after not being traded. News from Knicks lands. They're going to release NS Cantor there. Uh, that from ESPN. The Knicks also going to grant Wesley Matthews a buyout. They plan to keep DeAndre Jordan. That's a good news for Knicks fans. Matthews expected to sign with Indiana after clearing waivers. Updated future odds. We have the Warriors 2-5. Celtics 10-1. Raptors 10-1. Sixers 10-1. Bucks 10-1. Rockets 12-1. Those are the top five in the NBA futures. We got a six-pack of games tonight. Clippers and Pacers. Pacers minus 6.5. 216 is your total. Minnesota and Orlando. Magic minus 2. 215 and a half. Toronto taking on uh, the Atlanta Hawks there. Ah, ah, Raptors eight and a half, 234 and a half. Old rivalry back. LeBron James game talk about it. Might be pissed tonight. Uh, Boston Celtics minus eight and a half against the Lake Show, 227. Memphis and Oklahoma City Thunder, big favorites, minus 14 over under 213. And Portland hosting San Antonio Blazers, five and a half, 226. Some sad world from the world of baseball. Frank Robinson has passed away at the age of 83. Frank was MLB's first black manager and is the only player in MLB history to win MVP awards in both leagues. That's a big loss today. Stay tuned to the network. Greg Gabe's got some great stories for years hanging around Frank in Montreal. Also, the Phillies have landed all-star catcher JT Riomoto. The Marlins, in return, get catcher Jorge Alfaro, two pitching prospects, and an international bonus spot. Texas has signed Hunter Pence to a minor league deal today. NFL news. Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray will attend the NFL Combine. Still no decision on NFL or NBA, but the list of athletes is made and the Combine takes place February 26th. He's the ninth overall selection in the 2018 MLB draft by Oakland. Won the NCAA high trophy with a stellar year with the Oklahoma Sooners this year. Pat Mahomes not going to be playing pickup basketball anymore. We talked about that. He had some crazy, crazy moves on the court. His agent says, well, slow down. The Chiefs management a little bit scared about their investment there, so no more hoops, but it's not in his contract. NCAA top 25 tonight. Number 12, Houston at UCF. Cougars, minus two on the road, total 132. Number 25, Cincinnati at Memphis. The Bearcats are minus four, 150. Number 20, Iowa at Indiana. Hoosiers, minus two and a half in that game, 149, and fourth-ranked Gonzaga hosting the San Francisco 
Francisco Dons. Zags minus 18 and a half. Total 150. Gabe, we got a great leaderboard at the PGA's Pebble Beach. You couldn't expect this one. Listen to this. Jason Day leading at six under. Jordan Spieth, five under. Dustin Johnson, five under. Phil, five under. Wow. Brendan Grace, four under. Lots of all quality at the top of the leaderboard right there. They're playing three courses, Monterey, Spyglass, and Pebble Beach. Huge NHL sked tonight. Uh, we got 14 games. Five games get going at 7 o'clock. Carolina at Buffalo. Canes minus 15, over under 6. Pittsburgh and Florida. Pens minus 130 on the road. Total 6.5. And, and a battle of New York teams. The Devils hosting the Islanders. Islanders minus 140 in this uh, hockey game. And Corey Schneider back for the Devils. Not sure if that's a good thing. Total in that game, 5.5. We got tons of late action, too. We'll go over every single game for you on game time decisions in the DFS hour. We got all sorts of fun stuff coming up. So keep it here locked on the network. And Gabe, just for you, the board, too. We have this uh, new football league. It's going to keep kicking off on Saturday. So, guys, if you want to get some futures in right now, we'll take a look. The T- Alliance of American Football odds posted. Arizona Hotshots, plus 275. Salt Lake Stallions, 4-1. to one. Orlando Apollos, plus 450. San Antonio Commanders, plus 550. Atlanta Legends, plus 550. The San Diego Fleet, good name there, plus 800. Lots of boats there and Army personnel. Memphis Express, 10-1. to one. And the Birmingham Iron, who whale cappers says are really going to suck and play a lot of unders they are also 10 to 1 so keep it locked here on the fantasy sports radio and television network here Gabe and myself we got all sorts of stuff coming up betting tons of games and hockey basketball and the NCAA tonight the DFS hour will give you a couple lineups and a whole lot more so stay tuned right here don't go anywhere you're listening to the fantasy sports radio network game time decisions No rest for the wicked. No rest. Two, game time decision. Ready, great radio, fantasy sports, and radio network. Yeah, yeah, I'm sad by the, the passing of uh, Frank Robinson. You know, you know, no one, no one lives forever. Uh, but uh, another, another person, you know, part of my life, another uh, person I've learned from. Actually, I've noticed that, like, a lot of people that have passed away are sort of people like you know. You know, my grandfather, my father, then, you know, I was very close to Ted Teven, you know, like an older guy that yeah, I don't really like, have a lot of people to talk to. Yeah, or like, uh, you know, career career stuff, just shoot stuff off of, used to call me, and that was a good show. You know what I mean? I was listening. Like, Ted, you know, or tell me about sponsors. Don't do this. Ted was the one. Don't do contests. It's good for the station. It's good for the the, the listener. But what does it do for you? Bad, bad for you. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, then I had Earl DeLaparel. You know what I mean? Who, like, you know, sort of, sort of people I didn't want to disappoint. <laughs> like, you know, everyone. I have no one left, like, not to disappoint left. You know what I'm saying? Thinking about Frank and, you know, Bill Cosby's in jail now. And... You know, Bill Cosby's like, not very young either. He's kind of older too now. But right now, Bill Cosby's going to be rattled by this, even though he's in jail. Like I said, him and Frank were pretty tight. Um, him, him and Frank were pretty tight uh, over the years. Like Bill Cosby came and visited him in Montreal and stuff. And uh, so, you know, like I was saying, so he was friends with Al Davis. And um, so, yeah, he was ta- telling him about the Raiders and stuff. And he, he said, he's like, oh, yeah, Michael Jordan – 
Michael Jordan playing baseball, not because he wants to play baseball, but because he was betting on basketball. <laughs> he needs <just>, money. <laughs> yeah, he obvious. goes, come on, man. He, he goes, it was after the P. Rose stuff, too. He goes, they don't want to have, like, a P. Rose thing there. And he's like, who, why, you know, he goes, why would the greatest, he starts going off, why would the greatest player ever in a sport come to play a sport that he's terrible at? Right? And uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty crazy. So Frank was then, you know, Frank was a big golfer, too. So I remember he was, he used to, we were talking about, he said uh, baseball is the hardest sport. Because, you know, people were saying golf is hard. And it was funny. He goes, man, the golf ball doesn't move. He's like, a baseball is moving. <laughs> he's like, True. Like, trust me, it's hard, harder to hit a baseball than a golf ball, he was saying, right? But it's one thing true. I learned from him the most is, like, just sort of being in a clubhouse and, and you know, being around an old grumpy guy. It's a good guy to learn baseball from. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he was real old school, so everything was sort of like he knew the sort of unwritten codes of baseball and all that. And it was funny. He was the one that told me that that there was no unwritten code of baseball. Like, the, the Expo stole a base. Well, they were up like 8-1. They stole a base. And Dusty Baker flipped it. You, you asshole, Frank. And he's going off. <laughs> like, and uh, Dusty after said, you know, there's no code. And he was basically like, have you seen my bullpen before? He goes, of course I tried to score again. <laughs> From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. earlier in the week and we talked about how you know Kyle Lowry kind of took it in stride and said oh it's all kind of a business and you don't know what's what's real and what isn't and uh, so when it's all said and done it looks like the Raptors just wanted to get uh, Marcus Saul out of this and I think Memphis were trying to beef up the deal Memphis were trying to trade Mike Conley to a bunch of teams and I think they threw Kyle Lowry's name out there to try to get Ricky Rubio like, that was supposedly they were trying to get Rubio from, from Utah, and they were trying to get, you know, they were trying to beef the deal up. Uh, so, anyways, Raptors, you know, listen, Marcus Gasol is a hell of a defensive player, Cam. He's a defensive player. Sure he is. He's a big dude. He, he is a very good player. He is better than JV, sort of. You know what I mean? JV's not a good defensive player. He's a better offensive player than Gasol is. But JV is often injured, right? That that's a problem. JV is often injured. Um, CJ Miles doesn't oh. really fit in. No, he he didn't. He's doing more commercials, like you know what I mean. Like CJ Miles is more like a friendly brand guy with his PJs commercial yeah. and this and that. Like he was just kind of like a friendly guy that never really. I'm with you. Like you Delon Wright. I like Delon Wright. I like Delon Wright. Delon, too. He's gonna get better. Delon Wright. This still. is for like this. It's actually better for him. Like. 
if you're DeLon Wright, this is, a, this, is a, this is not a bad move for your career, actually. Because you were sort of buried on the Raptors. You're a good player, but you've been on the Raptors long enough now that you can see where they view you. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you're behind Van Fleet. You're, the, you know, you're number three on the depth chart, essentially. And, you know, your minutes are sporadic. Sometimes you'll play more or less. He never really settled in. He is a good player. If he's on a team where he can get some more minutes, it's actually better for his career. Uh, and listen, Gasol has a player option after. It's very interesting. You know, the Raptors are all in right now. They're the best defensive team in the NBA now, the Raptors. There's no disputing that. Like, nobody has anything close to, to what the Raptors will, will present as far as being a challenge to score on them. Like, they, dude, it's going to be a load. You got Kawhi Leonard who's the best defensive player in the league. You have the defensive player in the league in, in Marcus Saul, who's just a big, thick dude in the middle that's impossible yep. to move. Uh, you got Serge Ibaka that people are generally scared of in the NBA and don't really want to mess That's with. That's the thing. Um, they can lock guys so down, massive. Gabe. And Gasol's um, still good. Like, got, he'll still get you points. I, I, I love I love the, going, oh, yeah. the playoffs. They have to well, get I was thinking about it, too. It's true. Like, it's very he's scoring good. 15 points a game on Memphis. Memphis suck. He doesn't have anybody. Yeah. Now he's actually, you know, he's capable of scoring more, actually, even. Big time. He's not really going to be asked to. Siakam is a very pesky, scrappy guy to play against. It's annoying to play against. And Danny Green's one of the best defenders in the league. Like, their starting unit really is suffocating defense. The problem is if they fall, and Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's a good defensive player. I was really hoping they'd just bring in a three-point guy, though. You know what I mean? Like, they're missing. To me, that's the one little thing. If the Raptors fall behind by 12 points or something, Who's the one that can light it up and hit a couple of threes to get him right back in it? That's the problem to me. Kyle Corver? <laughs> I don't know. Like, they need some... <laughs> well, he killed us all the time. Yeah, he did. I know. I'm just thinking about, yeah, well, you need a type of player, just just a streak streak shooter. Like That's that's the thing. you got enough defense now. Now it's all about the offense. They, they, we'll see. We'll see. They, they can win with that defense, though, Gabe. And I think you bring up the best point about the Gasol deal. That's the thing. This guy was on Memphis. He could still, with that offense, think about the open looks and all the stuff he can, knocking down shots. Also, a decent percentage from three. It's going to be way better with the guys that they have on that team. They're going to be a load on both both ends of the floor, man. That's a big, nasty lineup there. I like it. Um, so, uh, NBA... Right now, actually, I saw futures up earlier in the day. I'm seeing they're sort of off right now, Cam. The books have taken them down right yeah. now. Yeah, up and down. They were up before. That's when we got them. Yeah, yeah. they're probably doing some more readjusting. But Golden State, when I was doing the update, they, from the time that I had them there, these are the ones that I got right now. But Golden State was basically uh, 5 to 2, obviously. So minus what? Minus 250. Like they're obviously 2 to 5. Celtics, 10. Raptors, 10. 76ers 10 like these might go some of them might go to like eight and then a couple other to 12 bucks 10 rockets 12 thunder 16 to one nuggets 30 to one yeah no that's all that's all the ballpark here i saw the same things it's interesting that boston's favorite to win the east ahead of the raptors and the sixers and even the milwaukee six, bucks i think that the, i actually i'm with you i think out of those two teams who are the i i think the raptors and bucks are better than the celtics and 76ers Thing is, the six the the Sixers, Sixers are really good. So. The Sixers are good, but they can't beat the Raptors. The Raptors will beat them. The uh, the Boston Celtics have a lot of chemistry problems. I called this too. 
Danny Ainge just put one too many spices in a great, a great, great soup, Cam. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, he exactly. had a great thing yeah, going, yeah. and he just kept adding. Nice oh, Hayward, tasty, yeah. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Yeah. Too salty more, now. More, more. Too, too salty. Like, too yeah. salty. You put too much in the sea. You put too much in. <laughs> like, and now, like, now, and the whole thing is, too, like, Boston, Will Capper brought it up. So, Boston want to get Anthony Davis pretty bad, all right? They're in on this. Thing is, of course, Anthony Davis's father said he would never play there because of blah, blah, and I wonder how they treated Isaiah Thomas, but things can change. And they're dangling Jason Tatum. They're willing to trade Tatum for, for Davis, and that's why the Pelicans wanted to wait. Like, people think Tatum, dude, is like a star star. You know what I mean? Like, superstar. In the, you know, we saw up in last year he was kind of in the making as a rookie, but I said this would happen. You got Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward there. They're going to stunt his stardom. You know what I mean? You got a second-year guy that was just used to everyone being out last year, and he was the man, and he was damn good at it. Like Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum got into the Eastern Conference Finals cap. And then they're like, wow, now we got Hayward, we got Kyrie Irving, and we got Al Horford and Terry Rozier. It's too much. And Kyrie Irving's a free agent. They all know it. He gave him the old, I don't know anything to anybody uh, the other day after telling him that verbal commitment crap when everyone knew he was full of it then a couple of months ago. And now Jason Tatum knows that whatever, Danny Ainge is willing to send me away, right? Like, it's a weird dynamic with the Celtics. But with all that stated, I think once the playoffs start, it doesn't matter if they're all sort of dysfunctional. They're pretty good, you know what I mean? And Kyrie Irving is going to step it up in the playoffs. And a guy can single-handedly win games. Like, he can get hot, man. He's a dangerous player, bro. Like, the Celtics are a dangerous team. Like, the Eastern Conference is going to be a bloodbath, bro, to get out of that. Between Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston, and Toronto, it's a bloodbath. Remember we were talking? Wow. I, I remember we had this conversation before when we were still at the old studio. It's like, well, when LeBron goes, when it was the offseason, when LeBron goes to the Lakers, it's going to be great for the Raptors in the East. We didn't see this with Philadelphia getting Tobias Harris and that building their team into a big four. Milwaukee even getting better. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler going there. We didn't even see that one coming. Milwaukee getting better. They got great chemistry on that team. They made a great move today. Mirotic. Like, that's the thing. Like, you could talk about it. The East is wicked now. Like, they get to- those the top heavy teams are loaded like loaded it's crazy we thought oh yeah lebron goes away it's gonna be great for the raptors look at look at there's just more uh, grenades in the field man no, it they made it worse actually teams they gotta be they actually did it made it that's 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 the whole crazy thing it's actually worse now like <laughs> there's some damn uh, good teams and lebron's probably thinking man i wish i was still in the east actually now yeah exactly so exact, absolutely exactly exactly life's not 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 as much fun in the west although his lifestyle is 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 fun yeah yeah but i think you, you i think that's part it. of why he went there you know that's the thing and there was another story today i didn't put it in the update because it's not a real story because they make stories out of everything now but he got in asked interview about you know your commitment to winning and stuff like that and he talked about they talked about the patriots but his answer is basically like yeah you know when i when i quit doing what i'm doing i'll, I'll just retire like if i see problems with my game i'm done and you talked about it a while ago this guy's going to be doing movie deals he's going to be involved in commercials other stuff hell still doing sprite and everything else one day he just he's the type of guy to just say one day when it's not when he's not feeling it say okay i made my money great hollywood welcome me in let's move to phase 2 of my life He's that type of guy. Yeah, he'd, yeah. he'd do it. I'm sure he'd like one more. I Listen, he's got one run left in him. I'm not discounting LeBron James for the rest of his career, no. but no. it's going to take, 
it's like it's it's not like it's not right in front it's not right in front of them. Like there's a lot of work that needs to be done with the Lakers. And a lot of things need to happen for the Lakers to be real contenders. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Alongside Cam Stewart. Thank you to uh, Whale Capper for joining us earlier. We'll have a, a mystery Daily Roto uh, guest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess Drew yeah. Dinkmeyer. I'm going to say Sanders today. I'll go with Sanders. Maybe we should start betting on this stuff. Yeah, might, might as well. <laughs> Make things interesting. I'm just watching the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Huey Lewis just chipped in, man. I just saw that guy. That guy, man, he, he looks like a Sasquatch. He's got a beard cooking now. Like, I want a new Love drug. Man, that was a great shot. Yeah, he's, he looks pretty beat what down. Like feel good. Good. Yeah, Brent Snedeker's uh, basically in the ocean right now. That'll be a fun Huey shot Lewis trying to get it over Lewis. the rock. Yeah, <laughs> Huey Lewis, yeah, good golfer. I want a new a drug. Time. New drug, yeah. want a new drug. Well, what's, they have to have another song. make me right? sick. Me. Oh, what's, yeah. what's some it's of the other... power of love. Dun, dun, oh, that's dun. it. Yeah. That's the power. Of, yeah. Dun, can you feel it? Dun. You know. Dun, 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 dun. They're exactly. one of those bands that even like nobody, it's hard to like yeah. say, ah, oh, they suck or dislike yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Happy you know to I mean? be stuck of... with you. You know that one? Happy oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah, be yeah, stuck yeah. with me. <laughs> but I want a new drug. Is That's that's the hit. Yeah, that's kind of like, <laughs> man, that was their like big, like, I want a new drug. Yeah. There was a lot of like, in that era. There was those guys. Um, remember Men at Work? Oh, Same yeah, Men thing. Men at Work. Yeah. yeah. Couple of couple of massive songs, then just sort of you know faded off. Who can it be now? Who can it be now? Yeah, I like that. That's good stuff. Jake Giles, another one. Oh, uh, my Jake angel Gosman. is the centerfold. <laughs> yeah, nah, my nah, memory nah, has nah, just nah, been nah, so. Nah, my nah, angel, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> all, all the I same era. To, uh, I, yeah, I listen to a lot of that cheese, man. Like when I listen to Q107, yeah, they they rock that stuff yeah, exactly. hard. Exactly, Jake. It does because no, it's yeah, very yeah, non-offensive. Like it's just like it's on. You're like, yeah, that song's all right. It's not like you, you you know. It's just you don't get sick of it. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that was like. Um, it's like uh, yeah, that that was like FM rock at the time, exactly. <laughs> the other one too. I remember for some reason every time I hear the song, it always makes me think of that the same era. Like I don't remember like school much, like high school. I don't have like a lot of high school memories. I don't know if I've deleted them or I didn't go. I got kicked <laughs> out so often, but like I don't. You know what I mean? I don't have. Uh, I don't have a lot of memories, but I vividly remember. Um, 
I remember there was this girl that sat right beside me. I got along with her sometimes. Sometimes I didn't type thing. You know what I mean? You know, she was kind of like an uptight. She was kind of cute, but her friend was kind of really hot. Like, they were kind of the uptight girls. But her name was Valerie. And uh, I remember that freaking song, man. It played all well, the Valerie, time. Valerie, can I oh, yeah. Valerie, me. come and see. I'm the, I'm same, the same boy I used to be. I used to be. Yeah, that's Steve yeah, Winwood. Yeah, I used to like, yeah, I remember telling her. I remember telling her that. I was like, every time this song comes on, I song, think of you. I think of you, you, you it, Valerie. I, told her, I think I told her it pisses me off. I said something like, <laughs> at the time, I wasn't getting along with her. And years later, years, yeah, years later, still every time I hear that song, I always think of her and her hot friend, Katya, her friend. Yeah. Like she, her friend, her that friend song was, was on, actually, but. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cold. I had, to, I had to start start the vehicle the other day. That song was on. I love that tune. I, I, I got really, it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, still playing. Winwood. He's all right. <laughs> Another song. I remember them all. Another song from that era was uh, "I Am the Eye in the Sky, the Maker of Rules." I can read your mind. Your mind. That's a nice song. Alan Parsons Project. Project. Great tune. Great tune. Yeah. That's a nice song, actually. That, that, no, I can read your mind. Yeah, they don't play that one as often as they should. Actually, it's nice when they do the, they do the '80s lunch and stuff. Sometimes I get all. And then, of course, the classic, the classic, the uh, classic Asia. Do you remember when we used to dance? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it was the heat of the heat moment. Of the moment. Yeah. That's yeah, all that. That's uh, all like circa. Like eighty to eighty two type thing. You know? Good times though. Early times were early. 80s. It was like a party time. Drugs were flowing. People were happier. You know, money was there. It wasn't like as a like before grunge came in and things got like really depressing. That was like kind of times where people were like, yeah, you know, things are good. But kind of no. Those there. those days were, those days were still bad. <laughs> like oh, no, I'm being serious. Like overall, <laughs> okay, really? like well, uh, like not, in not the nineties. No, like you're basically no. Nineties were better, Cam. Like basically, like the seventies were a shit show. Like after Nixon, like Gerald Ford, his State of the Union in like seventy six, basically when he came out and he goes, the State of the Union is not good. <laughs> like, imagine a politician saying that. They'd never do that. Now. That means it's really like, bad. Yeah. yeah, like like New York. You know, like the economies were bad. New York was like the Bronx Zoo was crazy violent. You know, there was a lot of murderers around. Like you know. People think there's a lot of murder in the U.S. now, but not like there was. Like, it was over the top, and um, it was really like uh, like the mid-'80s. The mid-'80s. Like, people, you know, Reagan and stuff, things got a little better, but it was really Clinton, really, like the economy and stuff. It was tech stuff, Cap. Computers, you know what I mean? Apple and yuppies. Yep. These are the people that have buried us and put us in debt, too. The yeah, baby boomers. Yeah, yeah, you bring up good points. They start it started the problem. All the deficits and debt and credit card, all that stuff that they racked up, we paid a price for now in interest rates and non-belief and and yeah, everything. They basically just sort of destroyed the world and racked it up on their card and know they're gonna die. <laughs> we'll be we'll be left left yeah. left behind. But I hear what you're saying. It was a funner time for you because you're a kid. You know what I'm saying? In the eighties, but correct. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying well, economically wise, yeah, things my were. My brother's older 80s, than me. You know? Yeah, no, my brother's. They got old, better like, in the eighties. 
yeah, he's way older than me, right? So I got all his influences. Like when he was listening to all that music, my friends were listening to like the mini pops and I was into rock and roll and stuff, right? Because my brother yeah, used to give me his pop. albums and stuff. Like these kids that I was Alvin and the Chipmunks. What do you, yeah, like what are you guys listening to? I'm listening to rock and roll. Yeah, what are you listening to? Like the Pac Man soundtrack? Like get it together. Yeah, so my brother had a lot of music. I, I so went cool. I went into the Kmart. I went to the Kmart on thirty fourth. Kmart, 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 Kresge. Yeah, I went to that Kmart too. It's right. It was right by I didn't my know hotel. Kmart's, yeah. I oh, it's there. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's right I, by I the Models, right next Kmart. to it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I noticed it's cheap so prices. Great prices. I, I needed there. a pillow. I needed a pillow. I figured they'd have it. They did. So, of course they did. Yeah, I went. Yeah, I went in there to Kmart, and uh, they have everything, but not a lot of selection of everything in that place. So it's like, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, do you have boots? Yeah, like those two types. Like, you got pillows? Yeah, those two types. You know what I mean? Like, everything was sort of, all right, that or, like, expensive or, like, really cheap. So, but I went in there, and they were playing, like, Christmas music. But, dude, it was the Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas record. <laughs> yeah. So, like, at first I was like, oh, that's kind of weird and funny, but... <laughs> After like ten minutes in the store, dude, of like the chipmunks, Annoying. like do 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 do, like this, nah, 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 nah. and I was like, holy crap! Like this is gonna alienate shoppers, man. Like you can't be like cranking Alvin and chipmunks all day, but it must be working for them. But I did get a laugh out of it. Like so, they do the Christmas song, then the voice, Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Kmart like was weird. When I was a kid. It's. A- it's a weird one though. Like I walked in there and it's like different levels and it's almost like going into a going time machine. Yeah, that's the yes. thing. It keeps on going down. And another thing is they have products that are kind of like they're they're in boxes, but they're very old. Like popcorn machines and and like even I was looking at yeah. the logos on stuff. I'm like, these guys basically got stuff from a factory like ten to fifteen years ago. No, I really paid attention when I was there. And then there was a lady like signing people up for like a like credit cards. She, I asked her, how's it going? Like nobody, like she hasn't talked to people in weeks. Like, you know what I mean? It was a real weird setup, like with the staff in there and, and the products. It was just almost like going into a time machine, going to that Kmart. Very odd. There's actually a grocery store, like at the bottom, bottom, bottom of it. Uh, but yeah, like you said, there's dust on things in there and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Big time. It's <laughs> like, it's like a clearance Kmart, but I don't know. It's, it's a strange, like you said, it's a strange store. <laughs> it's hard to describe. It's a strange. It's a strange. There's a lot of people in there, though. Like it seems to do okay because it's right, right on 34th Street in Manhattan. But I don't go in there. I don't go in there too often. All right. So we'll take a couple of phone calls. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. We haven't heard from Big Card Julio in a couple of nights. Post uh, Super working? Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe he, he had a couple he soccer picks. He had a couple soccer picks. He said he was playing it uh, soft the other day. Remember, I actually came back from Vegas. You brought up a good point when he was talking to us. It's like Julio had kind of like a, a like a good brainwashing. Like he kind of got like uh, I don't know what happened down there, but he's uh, really being more selective with his uh, plays. Really uh, cutting the yeah, fat of the diet, you know. So it happens so when you're putting real money on at the window. Yeah, correct. Very, very true. Very true. Suddenly, uh, suddenly the you know the units like. Uh, Basically, I, I told people, like, when people are betting on credit, they bet eight times more. I could even like, say even yeah. eight times yeah. more. Even way more. Like, you can even do when you have a lot of credit, even more than that. But, yes, that's absolutely true. You don't even think about it till it's over. Like, when you're betting on credit, it's just one of those things mentally you have no idea. And then you look at numbers and go, oh, God. 
Like it's that's the guy. So you love it. Betting on credit's a disaster. Something you, you gave me that uh, advice a long time ago. You know, I always like to have an extra account in case I have a golf future that needs to be hedged. But it's one of those things you don't want to have too many of those things lying around because it's bad, bad, bad for your uh, financial health. Let me tell you personally, it's a nightmare. Well, the thing is, there you are no locks. Like we always, yeah. we always say that, right? But there, there are no locks. Like we can think this and that and, and everything else in between, but. Um, there, there's never really a lock. So when, when you're on credit, sometimes you figure, oh, I'll take a chance and I'll put four thousand or whatever. But you know, if you're paying cash, you'd probably put one thousand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. It's just it changes. It's the same thing with credit cards. Then, you know what I mean? People shop more and buy cars on credit, houses on credit. They don't have, right? They, they don't. You know, then they're debt forever. So. Whatever, instead of owing the credit card company money, you just owe a bookie money, but it's better to own neither yeah. of them. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions. Ready? Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Taking a look at uh, Pebble Beach right now. Uh, the the leaderboard is an interesting one. As Cam uh, brought up earlier, some familiar names uh, lurking and lingering uh, right now. There's also some surprise uh, names at the top of the board right now. So number one, uh, first place. Well, you got you get two guys are T1 right now. Fabian Gomez, Cam. Fabian Gomez, uh, yeah. unless my memory serves me uh, incorrectly, I don't recall that we talked about Fabian Gomez yesterday. Uh, we did not talk about Fabian Gomez, no. He was not mentioned on our DFS squads. Fabian Gomez, no. No six Nor packs, did we. 12 packs, no, 24 packs. No. It's early. It's early, Marenzi. We didn't talk about Scott Langley either, but uh, don't worry about it. We'll be okay. Yeah, Scott. Who the hell is Scott Langley? Uh, he's okay. He'll he'll fade. Don't worry about these guys. This is that's the thing about why do you think Mayo and all those guys like you bet these first round leaders at like a hundred to one? It's a really good bet because a lot of the time it's not a big name. Yeah, if you look at the first if you look if you look at the first round of a golf tournament. Yeah, hey Gribble, you got hey Gribble, you dribbled up. Oh yeah, CG Cody Gribble. Don't got him either. Jason Day, we talked about. Day, we thought. Yeah, we thought that he was legitimate. Phil Nichols lingering. I'm full. I'm all on Brendan Grace. He's T six. Your boy Lucas Glover, bull, bull cut. Speed is what is speed? Five under. Let me see what. Yeah, speed I was going to yeah, finish five under. The problem is, I missed out. And this morning, when I before I clicked, it was twelve to one. And yeah, twenty-two to one was better. Sure was. Speed T six. Yeah. Dustin Johnson, five under. That's a, See, if you got Dustin Johnson, you started five under. You're like, okay, that's great. You know what I mean? I do like have he's, him, yeah. he's five under. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Uh, Spieth. Who else do we got here that we talked about? Bo Hostler, T seven. He's four under. Like a lot, a lot of our guys are doing pretty good. So it's it's not a it's not you know, a bad start. You know who did not have a great day today? Adam Hadwin. 
Hadwin, I know. That's I was looking at that. He what is he one over two? Uh, no, he got to even, even. I think that's not too bad. Okay, at least he saved it. I th- he was two over at one point. Yeah, he'll get better. He, he'll he, he's fine. He's fine. If the leader's only seven under, I told you to fade Cam Champ. He's one over, so that turned out to be well a good matchup bet. Yeah, and actually, you know who I'm disappointed with? Tommy Fleetwood. He's T one twenty eight. He's two over. That's pathetic. I didn't see that one yeah. coming, but. Brendan Grace is good. So JJ, my bad for Tommy Fleetwood. I've got uh, uh, Sean O'Hare is already with Spawn. How's Spawn doing? Is I, got he, J- I think he was too terrible. Over. He's T one twenty eight too. Oh, brutal! Yeah, two over. That's not yeah, going to get it done. You know what? Adam Shank is only owned by two point eight percent of people in my, in, my in my pool here. But yeah, he's, he's actually uh, he shot seven one under one under yeah, seventy T sixty six. He's lingering. Malnati, not so great. T91. Dustin Johnson, my team blows. But I bet on, I have Spieth and Johnson, but I bet on, um, I bet on Dustin Johnson at plus 550. So Spieth was nice at plus 1200, but I got Justin Johnson at plus 550. Listen, I'm going to, I'd rather have Dustin Johnson than anybody in this tournament right now. And I'm going to go check out my sites. You go to live betting, it doesn't matter if those other turkeys are at seven under. He is the favorite right now. Even with Jason Day at six under, with him being two shots back, it'll be him and Day. We'll be at the top of the leaderboard for live betting. Guaranteed. I haven't even looked at it yet, but I, I can guarantee you that. He's two shots off the lead, Gabe, and you know what he can do at that course. He's, you're Basically, you're in the horse race. You got out of the gate clean. You didn't get clipped or anything like that. You're making a nice move coming around the turn, just at the pace horse and ready to make your break. That's where you are with Dustin Johnson right now. No problemo. Oh no! Exactly, he's right. He's right. Poised to strike. In fact, he's still the the live in game favorite right now, plus four hundred. Uh, Jason Day is plus five hundred. Jordan Spieth is twelve to one. Phil Mickelson twelve to one. Gray sixteen to one. Kucher twenty eight. Finau twenty eight. What's what's Finau up to? Three under. He finished three under. He bogeyed the last hole too. He was four under, so he is t twenty nine. It's not bad, not bad, actually. No, he's lingering, lingering. Some guys with some pretty low scores. So, what's the deal, though? Did these guys play on one of the harder courses? It was like there's three different courses, right? Is this a harder or easier one today? I think Spyglass is the hardest. So that Fabian Fabian Gomez, the guy who's T1, is uh, doing very, very well. I would say Monterey is the easiest. That's where Langley is. That's where Phil is. Is that's where uh, Jason Day is? Where is? Uh, let me see, Dustin Johnson. What course did he play today? Yeah, Monterey. Yeah, MPZ, easiest course. Pebble Beach, I'd, I'd say, I would say SH, Spyglass Hills, is the toughest out of them all. Pebble Beach is the most scenic, but I would rank them as Spyglass, Pebble, Monterey. That's like for 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 scoring. So that, uh, that's a pretty want, good round by uh, Fabian Gomez there. Very impressive. I used to want to always play at Pebble Beach. Me too. I don't know. You know much? Uh, I had buddies who have money. Their dads own like trailer parks and stuff like that. They went down and did that California thing where you play uh, spyglass or whatever. Yeah, they told me like the whole trip twenty years ago with golf and everything. It was, like, it was like five grand. Yeah, yeah, for the trip. Yeah, I was gonna say though for a round, uh, we could look now. Like it's a public course, right? Like you actually can't play there. So yep. Um, I, I remember it was about twenty years ago when I was golfing more, and. Uh, uh, it was like six hundred and fifty bucks then. Yeah, it's probably close to a thousand like f- bucks for a round. Yeah, it's prob probably. I know though, like a lot of the like, sort of a lot of these bigger courses, the public ones, 
have um, lowered lowered their prices. Like look in Vegas and stuff, you know, like Steve Wynn. You know, you've got a great golf course. Nobody's the, uh, nobody's playing those. Nobody's playing exactly. Them, right? It's like you when we're in Vegas. It's like, oh, I wouldn't mind playing around a golf in that great thing behind uh, behind the hotels on the Strip. And then you find out it's like you know, oh, it's nine hundred dollars for for a round plus plus rental three hundred dollars for the club plus this fee and that fee. It's like, all right, dude. That's why every time I pass your your golf course and I can see in on the Sky Train that there's no one on it. Right? There's no one on it. So I, I read a story about how, like, a lot of these even big-name golf courses have actually, have actually like, lowered the green fees and stuff because less people are playing golf. Like, the little tiger boom is over. You know what I mean? Like, even me, I played in the tiger boom camp. You know, there's no, there's no like, golfer that people are running out to public munis and playing golf because of now. You know? Nope. I, Jason that, another a good thing- golfer, but... No yeah, kid exactly. in Montreal right now is like, oh, let's go out to the links and play some night golf because, you know, I watch Jason Day on TV. Like, there's no, like, golf has sort of hit a little bit of a wall for them. Like, you know, it's around the world. There's more foreign players that, that are coming in. And, um, you know, that's just, it's just, uh, it's just, just the reality of it, you know. A lot of golf courses even, Cam, sounds pretty crazy, but they're going to, uh, they're allowing, like, Frisbee golf and stuff on their courses. Yeah. Well, think about a golf course and how much property it takes up. Land is worth so much money, right? If you don't got guys playing there, you're done. Like country clubs and stuff, when you have annual membership and stuff like that, those are the guys that are fine. They're raking it hand over fist. You spend money there at the restaurant and stuff. But when you're just independent public courses on big plots of land, it's a concern, and they're going to have to they're going to have to drop their fees. You know, it's just it's a rich man's game. And I got to be honest with you, with Pebble Beach, sure, I'd love to go. I'm not good enough to play there. Like. To, to be honest with you, like it would be one of those things. Like I'd have to play almost the ladies' tees to enjoy it. You know, I couldn't play like regular tees and stuff there. Oh like, yeah, good no, I know. Like I used to be good at golf. And, and to be like, honest, I'm a exactly. realist. I'm brutal. Like I'm not good enough. The Marshall playing. The Marshall would be up our ass so much there, bro. Oh yeah, like, we'd yeah, be, be holding people up. Like we go, yeah, we go, yeah. we go to Scrovey's course and uh, blaze one. You know, that's that seems like more yeah. our our, our There'd speed. There'd be a bunch of like executives <laughs> from AT and T playing with Jim Nance behind yeah. us. And I know, hey, guys, we're looking for our suck. ball in, in the bush somewhere. <laughs> like yeah, like, yeah, shut up, Nance. Give us a second here, okay? <laughs> Dude, I told balls you, I actually played. I played a course. I I told you the course El Diablo. Um, it's the uh, the Devil's Course. Well, that's of course, the El Diablo. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. Freddie Couples designed it. It's in Quebec, and they they played the PGA Skins there. So they played like big time guys. You know what I mean? John Daly and Ernie L. Tiger, whoever the hell it was. It was like major guys. It was a big deal. It was in Montreal, and our station basically, you know, used to do ads for the golf course. So. You know, that's the one good thing about AM radio, right? Those little perks and stuff like that. So, basically, yep. he was like, all right, you idiots. To meet another guy, all right, you idiots. You want to go butcher up a pro course? Go ahead. Here's the pass. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, we had the pass. We go. And, and uh, oh, yeah, Steve Rapp was there, too. And so, we went. We played. And it was the next day camp, literally. Like So, we went on the Monday morning after it ended on Sunday. So, the grandstands were still up. It was 100% like playing a PGA course. And I wanted to tee off at the women's tees because I'm not an idiot. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm man enough to admit. Like, I can't. Dude, I'm, you know what I mean? It's too long. Like, this course, I'm not, you know, it was too much. But So we were playing for money, though. So Steve Rapp's like, uh, 
Oh, yeah, go ahead. But you know what? You want me to go get your purse, too, and your dress? And all right, yeah. starts like, you know, be a man and whatever. <laughs> so, dude, a couple of holes I didn't completely suck at. You know what I mean? A couple of holes I was actually surprised myself. I was like, all right, this is, you know, all right, all right, I'm battling. But by the end of it, Cam, it wore me out, bro. Like, oh, yeah, you're, you're I was yeah, so you're frustrated. I literally went through like 11 golf balls. I kept, I put like four in a row in a drink. Like, I just think. Dink, dink. Yep. I couldn't get over the water. You shot like could. 20, 20 <laughs> that hole. Yeah, you pulled, you pulled a tin cup. Yeah, like, <laughs> did, did I, I couldn't get it over the water, bro. Like, but can't, so at the Masters, I shot a one. Yeah. I shot a one twenty-three. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and it's, yeah. yeah, it was. You know, if I, I might have been closer to one twenty-six or something. I think it was like, no, it was like a one twenty-three. But the funniest part, Cam, is once I drilled one right off the grandstand. Like, it would have killed a fan, essentially. Like, I drilled it, man, and it was gold. Like, uh, rap was even mad and stuff because I got so lucky. It hit the grandstand and rolled within, like, six foot of the hole. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> it was like, Love those. off the aluminum, hit, hit, like, right, right yep. to the grass. Yeah. Hitting an obstruction right on the green, there's nothing better. Yeah, because it could have bounced anywhere, right? That's like, that's, yeah, but I could that's like, crazy. It's like, what would you, what yeah. would you shoot if you played at Augusta, do you think, if you played the Masters oh. course? Oh, and counted every stroke? Probably 120. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every yeah. Yeah, like I said, Maybe. I got I was at 123, yeah. and I don't even know if I played the 18th hole. I might have, like, I might have quit, actually. We'll see. Like, I, got, like, I was worn is, out. I was pissed off. When I told... I told you when I went to cover it, they have a media thing. So when you leave at the end, they they draw and you get four. You get a foursome at Augusta when it's over. Exactly what you did. And then David Faraday was there that day. He goes, remember that I told you the story? I go, I'm looking for a big yeah. fat Scotsman and not you, right? And he's pointing at me and everyone's ha ha ha. They're all laughing. <laughs> at I'm like, yeah, I'm in the international tent. Everyone's laughing at me. We had a high five. We had, we got to know people. You know, you're there for a few days. It was fun, but. That guy from TSN actually won. I thought, like, I won. I was, like, one number off in the draw. Oh, wasn't it Corey, we Corey, uh, we, we, Corey, yeah, Corey Warren, Warren right? from TSN? Yeah, that guy's actually a good golfer. <laughs> he's all right. But he, guy, yeah, he was like, actually. I was one number. Yeah, he's okay. I got no problem with that guy. He was one, I was one number off. I thought I won. But, yeah, hey, and then, oh, Corey Warren comes in. Hey, I, I won the media thing. I get to play Augusta. I'm like, oh, God, lucky prick. Like, that guy's actually a good golfer. Like, he's very, very good. So, it would it's better that he, he got it. But uh, <laughs> that's the best. No, I wouldn't yeah. So that's what they just because yeah, I would have. Yeah, just because yeah, it'd be I'm awesome to tell people you played it, right? Like every Masters, you that's could say I played. I know that hole. Yeah, I, I know. I shot a million. Right I like, shot a million on that hole. Yeah, I put six in the water there. Yeah, that would have been so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I swear <laughs> though, look at that, that golf course online, Le, El Diablo. Le oh, Diablo. It's the one that and, Tiger uh, Tiger Woods said it was it's one a of killer, the, bro. There's there's two courses in Montreal. Tiger Woods said Royal Montreal was like one of the hardest courses he's ever played in. It's actually one of the only things that he didn't yeah, make the, a, a cut in. Like yeah, he, he got Montreal. scared of that course from the tips. It grew it like he there. said, I got I got pummeled there. It's that tough. I it's never tough. played there. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 
844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. mini bridge break to the update here. We'll take a couple of your calls after, we promise. Yeah. Uh, Big first busy, tuning in. Busy yeah, is, that, is, that, is that a Motrombla? Yes, it is a Motrombla. Yeah. yeah. El Diablo. I think it's Le Diablo. Maybe it's El Diablo. But it's, a vicious, it's a vicious tough golf course. That's the toughest golf course I ever played. I, that's like the only, like, basically tough golf course I've ever played. I'm not going to say tough, but you know what I mean? Like, they're all tough for me. Like, I've never played an easy – there's, there's no easy golf course for me, but the no, best – but that's the, the toughest. Like, that's a pro yeah. course. That's no, pro the course. easiest one, actually, it was called uh, Meadowbrook, and it was in Montreal. And we're talking, like, Muni of Munis. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there was no Cow water. Like, yeah, it was very – it was like – but it was actually not far out of the city. It was a little challenging at times. There was trees. You had to go over train tracks and stuff. But, you know, I played there a lot, right? So I started to get it down. And, like, that was my best score. I think I shot, like, uh, 93 or 94. Like, I, 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 I never was able to break 100, man. I finally broke 100. I did it. I did it a few times in a row at that place. Once I shot, dude, yeah, I don't know. Golf's weird like that. Uh, like, once... I swear, Cam, like, I really had, after nine holes, like, I think I, I was in, like, 42 type thing. And it was really, like, I don't know what's going on today, man, but I was actually shooting pars. Like, I birdied, like, the par three. It was nuts. Like, yeah, like everything was working. And I swear to God, dude, like, there's that the, the, the tenth hole. You got to cross these train tracks and stuff, and there's, like, a little wait. So the train went by. I stood there. I blazed one. I'm staring at my scorecard. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this is the best score I've ever seen you do. First drive off the other thing, man. I put it right back on the other side of the course, like on the other side of the track, like like OB type thing. Like right away, Cam, like OB. I was like, well, there goes that. And I swear to God, dude, by the 13th hole, like I was smashing things. Like I don't even think I finished It happens quick. <laughs> Me and my buddies would do that often. Like, we'd belt down around the 16th and say, F it, just drive straight to the clubhouse in the cart. <laughs> 19 holes. 